0: Hi, I'm Matt and I'm Bowen and we want to introduce you Let's get into it. Look, man. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. oh and look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh, culture? Uh, yes. Las oh, wow. yeah. cultureistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Ding. Happy Gru Year. 20, absolutely. 21. Happy Gru Year to you. You are singing a little bar of this song. Oh, my God. That- is stuck in your head and you said you we have to talk about it and I actually do want to have a meta conversation after you tell me about who this Olivia girl is. That's good to know that an interest <laughs> of mine has already inspired a meta conversation for you Yes! Alright, well the song the hook in the song goes like this <laughs> Guess you didn't mean what you said in your song about me And it's Olivia Rodrigo and the song is Driver's License. Who is she? She was a Disney star girl and now she's going to have a billboard hot 100 number one hit because this song has exploded. I have not heard of this Olivia girl. Maybe I've been living under a damn rock. Well, she's literally a young girl. She's 17. She's very young girl. Like the young Gen Mm -hmm. Zers know about her. And I believe that it is because of their knowledge of her that she sort of exploded. So because she is going to have like a number one hit on the billboard charts and it was just released. Now, Pray tell, what is this meta conversation? Well, I don't mean to bring this tone into our discourse, especially so early on in the year. I am just a little, I'm I'm once again, finding myself to be a little disappointed in my sister. I try to introduce my sister to some culture and she is not enthusiastic. She is not playing Breath of the Wild. She's not playing, she's not getting into any video game culture. I told you why I wasn't playing it. Because my the the space I didn't have enough space. That's no on that's my not, that's on, not on the disc true. or whatever. You ended no, Ellen, that's not that's not the truth. You Don't call me Ellen.
3: <laughs> you, First of all,
0: shut up. You you really, and also you're be, you being wild. you are you, you did bring me to bring this energy in. Of course I downloaded Breath of the Wild and I played it for about three hours. You didn't even get off the damn plateau and and you've written off this this masterpiece Uh, of the game. I tried to get off the plateau and I told you what my next move was that I was going to go online and look at like what to do online. I just didn't get to it. I'm actually busy. Meanwhile, you know that I'm going to after this episode ends, I'm going to, you know, as a courtesy to my friend, check out this Olivia girl. (laughs) <laughs> and you're gonna have to listen to that song for four minutes, and I played Breath of the Wild for hours. And also, how dare you? How, how dare, dare you say you? that I'm not exposing myself to new culture? You know I watched all nineteen hours of the sound of music. I wanted to talk about it today. No, it it, it truly it okay, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But look, I'm sorry, reader, that we are bringing I, Matt and I are on very good terms. I've, th- I've thought very. I don't fondly. understand you. What do you mean? No, no, you came on the Zoom and you were shaking your eyes at I me. Mean, you were I'm, saying, "I'm done up. with you, you beast, you beast, I, you are a beast, you are the beast, beast? You're, you're pure evil." How dare you? It's pure evil.
2: <laughs> It's
0: evil. <laughs> it is. You are a beast. I don't understand what this is. Because I came on today excited to see you. Fuck. I was met with silence when I, te- I texted had just the thread. The ad that no, you were no, late. No. You were late on the Zoom yeah, that's and I had not to do the, ad, the ritual about. ad by myself, no, bitch. no, no gesture. Don't start with me. No jester. That's not even what I'm so, referring honey. to. You're that's a jester like you're a jester right, right now. Flop flop you look queen. like utica queen jester flop that's what you look like flop i was saying and like the group text when i said i need some of my friends to start watching 90 day fiance with me because i i feel like i'm all alone over here no one responded except aaron jackson you my my sister <laughs> will refuses <sighs> to watch 90 day fiance with me when i tell him that it's an excellent reality viewing experience. First of all, one time when I was at your apartment, we did watch 90 Day Fiancé. And also, uh, listen, Bowen Yang, if that's really your name, because you don't seem like my sister right now. You seem like an absolute attacker. Mm. You look like one of those you-know-whats. Attackers. I don't know what. I don't know <laughs> what.
2: What are you trying <laughs> you to say? You look like
0: one of those... Capitol Hill attackers. No, we gotta oh. cut that out. Okay, uh, no, <laughs> we're not cutting that out. Uh, what I'm Rotters, saying is, my sister accused no. me of being an insurrectionist. <laughs> we're recording this after truly the fire on the Reichstag of our country. Oh my god, I you can't believe. Dumb queen. Wait, I, I wanted to. I want I definitely want to talk about it. But wait, first I just want to say that you listening to Olivia Rodrigo is going to be a four minute experience. It's one song. Me getting into 90 Day Fiance. Do you have any idea how much trash? I watch on television. I'm, I'm, I am I'm have so much stuff to watch. Add one more to the pile, honey. Okay, but I'm saying it's not an attack on you that I'm not watching 90 Day Fiance. It's also so funny that we're arguing like this in our matching tailors of cardigans. <laughs> the readers can't see, but we're real throwing our cardigans. Look, I just wanted to, I wanted to start this year off with some honesty. That's it. And I feel this way. I All feel right. this way. Sometimes I don't get to share in the cultural experiences that I am enjoying at the moment because my sister is over there th- saying things like, "You know, you it bunny. and I'm like, I guess I have. And you to- already remember the hook, and you already remember the hook. Uh, not the lyrics. That's the important part from this flop. I don't remember the guess damn lyrics. you way. didn't mean all the things you said and saw. I just I listened to it like three times. Why is it called Driver's License? Because the song is about how. She's young and so the song is about like I got your I got my driver's license like we always talked about that's how the song starts. It's see, really good. Can I just say it's sort of like it's like Taylor Swift lyrics with like Billie Eilish like delivery in terms of vocals until she opens up and there's some like there's some like Ariana Grande capability in there. And then who does she become? She sort of becomes an amalgamation of them all. She becomes Olivia Rodrigo, you see hmm well i guess i'll check her out i i really recommend you start watching season two or three of 90 day fiance before the 90 days i'm sure so many readers are in 90 day nation but i find it so wonderful because it's the perfect cleaning show it's the perfect show to like put on in the background while you fold laundry Mm -hmm. while you you know do a little do little Mm -hmm. tours around the home cooking cleaning and ironing all of it I really think my sister would enjoy those sorts of sort of house things. Yes, house things. Now I just wanted because uh, because this is sort of the extent of my knowledge about ninety day fiance. It is an arranged fiance program and basically you meet someone from in the world that wants to get married as well, you, and they follow you for 90 days, and then you get married? Is that the idea? And the um, baseline, I guess, I don't know if you call it that, the the, 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 the original 90 Day Fiancé series is people from foreign countries coming to America on a K-1 visa mm-hmm. in order to meet um, people that they may or may not already be engaged to, Americans, and then they have 90 days to get married the spinoffs like before the 90 days are the Americans going to the foreign countries to meet these people for the first time people that they've chatted with on apps fall in love it's not the show arranging it it's that the show finds people who have already been in these conversations sometimes it's clear that the couples just want to be on TV and sometimes you know uh, in some tragic cases someone will go to a foreign country to meet someone and the person won't show up oh that's a tragedy very tragic yeah that's very tragic there's 90 day fiance the other way which is Americans going to foreign countries to live there, to move to other mm-hmm. countries to be with their, their future spouses. There's just there's just a lot of, lot of beautiful storytelling going on. Tragic storytelling to experience. Yeah, it feels that way. And so After the 90 Days is, I guess, just like a sort of docu-series about what's happened to them post the show. Well, yeah. And sometimes there's one called Happily Ever After, which is that, or sometimes the people from Before the 90 Days move on to the mainline 90 Day Fiancé series. People like Angela and Michael, people like Darcy, maybe, no, Darcy. They seem iconic. The fact that you knew their names suggests to me that they're the icons of the show. Well, to me, I, I, I've i only dealt with like a very small sample of the show so far, but... um. I'm really digging into the back catalog. I, basically, I'm just, I, the readers know and the readers can tell, the readers can very politely tell Matt to uh, to, to give Matt the survivor syllabus equivalent to 98 Day Fiance. I, I think you would love it, Queen. I'm sure I would. And I want to say, especially given what we've seen in the last week or so, I wanted to thank you for thank saying you. to the readers, please politely yes. g- tell Matt to do this because what I would hate is if you incited Violence against me. If Bo and Yang got on this podcast and said a dog whistle, he will say what she says. He says them, and you say a dog whistle to all the fans, and then they come for me, and then it becomes a real problem. Pig's head on my door because I'm not watching 90 Day Fiance. You just called the readers fans, which feels blasphemous to me. Number, no. we ever called them fans. Stupid. Roll back the tape. I never said that. Yes, one. you did, girl. Okay. Well, I dare you roll back the tape. I dare you to move. Um, <laughs> how are you, girl? How how literally are you? I am literally uh I'm I'm okay. I'm doing I'm doing well. I am mm-hmm. I'm kind of spiraling in the way that feels useless but necessary I don't know I don't know how about you are you spiraling because of the the macro or the micro the macro both? the micro is great the micro is excellent. I love that the micro is great I'm, I I love to hear that the vi- the vibe is I'm truly just at home vibing out Ugh. to 90 day fiance. Do you understand? Okay. Yes. I do. I do. And you under, you know, I know what it's like to have a reality show sort of save you. Yes. So, so understand. Matt, but this is this okay. is this is a test of the friendship. Okay? okay, all right. I'm sorry. Can I tell you something? And when we come back for another culture catch up, I will have watched so much of it. I swear to you. You, because this is the equivalent of you coming to me being like, you have to watch Survivor. Parvati is an icon. Okay. I'm telling you, you have to watch 90 Day right. Fiance before the 90 Days. Darcy and Angela are true. <laughs> Icons. And the readers can. All right, I'm co-sign. really excited. I I really am excited. And listen, if this will be a personal feeling if I don't follow if I don't follow <laughs> up on this. So I literally am going to do it, and it's not like I'm doing anything else. I'm literally doing nothing. There you go. It's like Real Housewives of Dallas came back, and you would think it was fucking American Idol season two. I, I blew up balloons and shit. Seriously, it's like <laughs> getting you, so you blew sad up balloons and dark balloons in here. For for Rod, you I mean no, but for- in, in spirit, yes. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> balloons for Rod. Is that what the, the people call it? Is 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 that R H O D? I mean, R-H-O-D. they don't. We people the the community kind of just says Dallas. You know what I mean? Not it's not like Roni. Roni. Rony's the only city yeah. that has that. Yeah, pretty much. Like you're not you're not saying. Did you watch R- Rop? R- Rop. <laughs> Did you catch a Rop on Sunday? Which, Although, by the way, now it's now we know how it ends. Yeah. Oh, you know what, Monique, Miss Monique. It's, it's Got rough there at the end. Well, I don't even, this, this might be a lot and and this will get back to her. I'm sure. But like, I was like pretty close to <laughs> unfollowing. Cause it's just her like posting shit where she's like at a gun range with no mask on with like groups of people. And I'm, and then the Chris Samuels of it all, like them and affecting that fucking transphobic comment that he made. I'm like, I would not have known that he had made that comment if he did not bring it up on the show to defend himself. I was like, this is, this is so unfortunate. Yeah. It's anyway. I mean, so many elements of that comment were bad. There came a point during that reunion. I think it was honestly the transphobic comment, or maybe at some some point before that, but I fully kind of abandoned Monique yeah. towards the end of that reunion. I was like, oh no, this is really I don't see her taking accountability for this emotionally in the in in a way that's justifiable at all. I was like And it's not that I like Candace more at the end of this reunion, but I was like, she is the only one it's clear can continue with this show because yeah, I would say the Chris comment really put me over the edge when he said that Bruce Jenner thing. I was like, okay, there's just, just starting there. Like I was like, there's already a lot wrong with this. It's a twofer. It's a twofer horrid comment, basically for readers who don't watch. So Chris Samuel's, Monique Samuel's husband was really was really mad at the other housewives. Basically, um, he said, "I wish I could turn into Bruce Jenner so uh-huh. I could like so so I could like." The insinuation was, if only he were a woman, he could beat the women's asses that are on the cast. And it was like, okay, you can't go there. Probably this feels this feels dark on dark on dark. It's so many layers of dark. It's like, okay, so you want to violently assault these women, A. B, you are dead naming a trans person. C, you mm-hmm. are saying you are reducing a trans identity to affording you the ability to be violent against
2: women.
0: It's it was yeah it, it was truly like such a crazy nexus of darkness that I was like, and for that reason I'm out to quote our friend Pat Regan and the sharks. <laughs> And for that reason, I'm out. I'm out. No, yeah, I, I definitely, I wouldn't invest in Monique Samuels at this point. No, we, um, And I say that low. with a lot of love for her from, from prior to that. Yes. But uh, I just think it says a lot about a person that you could sit by someone saying that and not make a bigger deal of, of the fact. Like when he, when they said to him, like this comment was unacceptable, he was like, oh, come on. You know, I wouldn't, that, you know, right, that's not how right, I feel. Right. And then moved, moved right on. I was like, no, anyone... Anyone in their right mind living in the now would see themselves saying that and be like, I'm horrified. It's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. would close their mouth probably about all other topics. like. Yes. But he was really on one. It looked very badly on her it reflected badly on her rather. And I was just like, you know what? Uh, It's gotten to the point where it's these, this group of women is never going to mesh again. It's clear they won't film with her. And so Monique Samuels leaves Potomac in bad fashion. Yes, (laughs) terrible fashions. Uh, The dresses were bad, the color was bad. But you and I, you know, had to unfortunately sell low on Monique Samuels. And that happens. And that happens. Um, Uh, Happens all the time. I mean, you know, you know whose stock is plummeting? Twitter. Did you oh, hear this? I like heard. the. Af- af- I guess, like I don't know. It must have been as a result of them banning Trump, but the s- their stock apparently plummeted. That's really too bad. It's really fucking too bad. Should have plummeted four years ago, you ass. And I'm talking to Jack when I say that. Ooh, it honestly is so good for the world that that happened. Like when when it that honestly felt like the first moment. In the in the dissolution of his presidency, or rather the election of President Elect Biden, uh-huh. that it kind of felt like, oh wow, there's going to be real repercussions for him, and he. Uh, it was the first time where I believed, like maybe ultimately he will get what he deserved, because I just never saw Twitter doing the right thing or all these social media platforms doing the right thing, because they literally never have. Yeah. So now that this is happening, I'm kind of like not ex- excited is not the right word but i'm anticipating real fallout for him the only thing that obviously worries me now as we've seen is w- the, it, what's truly apparent is that he can go but the people he's emboldened and cre- and created a new hatred in and a new sort of fire in obviously remain and mm-hmm. we had honestly, one of the scariest things I can remember watching on television, I don't know if you were watching live, but I was watching MSNBC. But when this happened at the Capitol, I was literally watching when they pulled out um, the woman who was shot and killed because she was trying to climb in a fucking window at the Capitol in a pretty much successful attempt to disrupt democracy that day. I was just like, I I couldn't fucking believe it. it. I mean, it's so has to be the last thing, but it, you're questioning whether or not that's true. Well, the th- I, I think I know what you mean in terms of like, there was um, an outcome potentially where like Biden wouldn't have prosecuted Trump before the insurrection. Biden wouldn't have prosecuted right, exactly. Trump. Like maybe they would have just let him go off. Yeah. But now it's like, you kind of, you kind of have to. And it's like, in terms of like public opinion, it's like, you got to do it. Most people in this country want him out at this point but i'm just saying like you know you like you you open up like Merrick garland uh future uh attorney general AG? like can start to prosecute everyone on in the trump administration specifically oh, or at least or at least the ones who like had a hand in, in in sort of like inciting all this violence um yeah trump the kids giuliani all of them and then but then but then the other thing is like Trumpism has always been a death cult or, or, or at least like being a Trump supporter has always been being in a death cult. But now it's like, if anything, if there's any violence in the name of Trump, it should become like a national security concern. It should be immediately elevated to that level where it's like, okay, like the, the FBI is going to like truly cut you off at every single level. And you're not, you're like all these videos of like these fucking idiots being at airports being like, I want the no fly list. It's like, Yes. You're a (laughs) terrorist because you're a terrorist because you're a domestic terrorist who attempted to disrupt democracy by literally breaking into the Capitol building. Mm -hmm. And it's just so insane that there are still some people that work in our government. Like, that I mean, namely like Senator Cruz, Senator Hawley, who should both absolutely resign or be mm-hmm, kicked the mm-hmm. fuck out there who still want to die on this hill of no, these people need to be heard. Get the fuck out of here. It is crazy. And the thing is what's happening now is insanely enough. We're starting to divide now between bad Republicans and good Republicans. And people are like, oh, look at Lindsey Graham getting hunted down in the airport. Yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, Like yeah, 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 Of yeah. course, remember that these two are beating the drum of like there was still election fraud like and stoking the flames of this and truly inciting this at this moment. But don't forget for one second that we should not even be anywhere close to this and every single member of the GOP that has gone along with this just do not forget it like don't let fucking Mitch McConnell because he's going through with the ceremony of it all at the last minute and deciding now that it's Unacceptable. Don't forget that this all went down the way it went down for the last four years, five years at this point. It is such an ugly, just, I think everyone has just been, uh, we've been unhealthier as human beings absorbing all of this as a result of it. It has really damaged all of us in our souls. And like, it's just so fucked up to see. I'm even like, I'm even like not even forgiving of the fucking Murkowski's where I'm like, No. Is it's a completely empty gesture for her to be like, I might not consider being a Republican. It's like, fuck you, you clown. Oh my god. You voted like you like you confirmed Barrett, you confirmed jester. Kavanaugh, jester. She's a jester queen. <laughs> <laughs> no one if you have aligned yourself with the Republican party at any part, or if, or at least if you've enabled Trump in any way in the last four years on that level and on a decision-making yes. level, if you've been in charge, this is, this is, this is the distinction that I, I don't care on an individual level, someone's behavior or someone's like thought process necessarily. But when it comes to like you being in the fucking Senate and you like constantly i mean murkowski is a fucking idiot has always just like she's an idiot collins is an idiot yeah but but they've but they've come out just to like truly in my mind just to seek attention it's there, there's there's no other explanation for it why is it always the two of them i mean for me it's just like i think that they love to like flagrantly show how independent they are because they know that people where they're from like quote unquote independent thinkers. Meanwhile they're literally not independent thinkers they'll just do whatever is expedient at the time. They're essentially like playing a game by being where they are. They're just looking assessing situations and constantly doing damage control for themselves and scraping by. So it's just funny that these people consider these moderates independent thinkers when they just have the ability to swing from the center. So now you have Murkowski being like you know I might even switch parties. He had no fucking kidding who has the majority now Mm -hmm, don't mm -hmm. fall for it it is bullshit and i think this goes even further back than when trumpism began and it was like get on board or get off which they all did i think it goes back to and people need to be accountable for anyone that was responsible and a lot of people have reckoned with this already and do good things quote-unquote good to try and help swing a biden victory this time successfully but If you were checking a box that said McCain Palin on it, understand that you helped set a precedent that you could put a fucking idiot on the ticket who didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. just because it was politically expedient and it would cater to, I'm sorry, but the Trump base. And don't pretend just now to know who they are, because you campaigned around this country with Sarah Palin and saw the type of person that she whipped up, and then you thought that would just go away. But no, your party was literally set up for someone like Trump to come in Cult of personality takes hold, and then we have what we have, which is this emboldening of a passionate voting block. And it's fucking crazy. And I'm sorry, but the GOP has been a joke my entire lifetime and your entire lifetime and preceding that because it became a fucking reality show entertainment program game about power. And it's fucked up and I know I'm just like shouting this out into the ether on this podcast because everyone probably agrees but if you don't you need to soul search this is like so beyond that we're here we literally look like a crazy movie <laughs> it's insane what's that movie with um the guy from closer Clive Owen closer closer we look like closer we look like closer my real name is Jane It's Jane thanks still Jane <laughs> Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all
3: day long.
0: Hey, try new Bubbly Burst.
3: Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring, with access to over 6 million active hourly workers...
1: Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators, Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors.
2: You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime secured credit builder Visa credit card, it's easy to ...to start building credit with everyday purchases... ...and regular on-time payments... ...with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... ...so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans... ...like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa Credit Cards are accepted... forward slash Culturistas. That's Chime.com forward slash Culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits supply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Can we talk about Natalie? Can we just, can we just take a second yeah. to talk Literally, about yeah. Miss Natalie Portman? I have, I have, I have a, a research paper within me on her. I think my, the goal for this year, 2021, is to get her on the pod. I think it could happen. Oh, that would be. She knows she's a Long Island queen. She's a Long Island queen. I think Miss Natalie watches SNL from home. I'm sure she does. As many millions do. I think three time host. I think she's she's on track to. She's join... She's fabulous every time. She, fabulous every time. She's on track to join the five timers club um, within the next you know ten years, hopefully. 5 Um yeah she 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 can do it and also she's good enough to do it iconically Natalie's rap which we love um one of the iconic digital short digital short culture is culture, is culture. digital short culture, short culture, is, culture is capital is culture. C culture and that's a rule of culture that's rule yes. of culture number 19 digital, digital short, culture short culture is capital C, C culture. culture we wow. you know what i'm sorry I'm, we're, we're sorry we're doing this we're like booking ahead and we're kind of flexing our like access. I think perhaps. it's wonderful. Trixie Mattel's coming on the show next week. Trixie Mattel is coming That's on you, the sir. show next week. We're so excited. Um Ooh. she texted Matt. Um, they exchanged numbers and she said, Hi, legend, <laughs> it's Tracy. And it made me laugh and laugh. <laughs> I love Tracy Martel. I just wanna say, I I think I Samberg Samberg would, would do it and would be great. And I think we could really. Actually, I love Andy Samberg. He's the best, the best in the world. Ugh. He's such good vibes. I think you and I could prepare a really good, like an interview that can top like a Marin, like a Mark Marin, Terry Gross. About, we like, could we could prop up an interview that topped even Marin. We're going to top Marin. We're going to top Marin. We're going to top Terry Gross. We're going to play a clip of Adam Driver. Mission statement for the pod. <laughs> Mission statement for the pod twenty twenty one. Topping Mark top Marin. We're gonna top him. We're gonna top him. I think. <laughs> I think. I think. Sandberg. Sh- I think Sandberg deserves an interview from people who have been influenced by him directly, like you and I, like directly. And I'm literally saying he 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 is one of my number one comedic influences. He is, of course, of the same big dumb face school I went to, um, and it's just like to see him succeed being so big, I always loved like the digital shorts were always just their own thing. And I just, I, he nails it for me every time. And the Lonely Island's music is actually good, which oh. is something that makes me so H word. Happy, happy. Incredibat is so good. Um, oh. this, this, the, the second one, um, oh, why? I, and chain, and chain? Yes. I mean, Truly wonderful. I love ever, it. Did you see them at um, Clusterfest in San Francisco that year that they were there? That they were I reunited did. Over? I went out and watched them. And honestly, me seeing them live goes way back. Because when I was at the dorms at NYU, I walked to the Best Buy in Union Square where they were, they were doing like a talkback and just sat in the back of the talkback and beamed, oh. smiled at them. I was such a huge fan of them. Um, but... Like, yeah, they did a performance at Clusterfest and it was really fun. It was like in the outdoor stage. God, I miss going to shows so much. I know, me too. Oh, it's like crippling, bitch. Honey, I think. Oh my God. Can I just say, this is something real, real, real. mm, Oh my God. Mushy, mushy gesture flop. But first of all, for the reader should know that Matt and I, our (laughs) brains have devolved over the holidays and all we can say to each other. Yet again, and all we can say to each other Get ready for a lot of the words flop and gesture to be f- flying. <laughs> Jester, at you, you flop. <laughs> Done it again. Flop. I hope you don't flop when you're saying this mushy thing. Go for it. Flop flop, I won't flop because <laughs> truly this is this is we're talking about the readers and the readers have been so kind. The best. We have the best listenership, but, but a, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of really nice notes being sent to us about how they can't wait to see us live again, whenever that's, whenever that may be. And I, but, mm. but truly, like this is lighting a fire under my something because I'm just like, oh yeah, like I, you know what? The, the priority number one once it's safe is for you and I to to plan some 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 live thing for, for absolutely. Some folks. I want to do like I want to do like big shows. I really want to block out time and do that. I am like, I'm having like wistful memories of, Oh God, the bell house was just the most fun nights. The most fun. Nights. They were the most fun nights. Absolutely. But I'm even saying like, I, I remember it being so stressful at the time, but the touring was actually beautiful. I was talking about this, um, with Nicole Bayer. Oh, um, readers fun, fun, fun. Um, why won't you date me bow and yang edition coming in like march i want to say but it was really fun but nicole and i were just talking about how like touring like what do you mean oh you mean you did you did a why won't you date me i, I did a why won't you date me and i was like oh, oh i wait. love it's the best i was like i didn't i didn't realize i was like waiting for this you know and in terms of like not waiting for this like as if i was oh, entitled yeah. to it not not that i'm entitled to like being a guest on that show but i was just like oh this is like a fun like little like um oh yeah i'm, I'm on the show that i love to listen to which i do Um, and it was just a really fun no, I was just saying like when I did it it was more of a thing of like oh I get to do this with Nicole you know what I mean like it's just so fun to sit with her and be literally around her I think that like she is truly one of the funniest most obvious stars that I know it comes out of her like magic like she's just she can be funny anytime IDK yes it's just, she's a magic person. She's just a star. She just is. She's a star. Um, but anyway, we, we, we're, we're dying to do some shows again for people and to hit mm-hmm. up a few places. That's, that's what we're sort of manifesting for 2021, right, Jester? I would say, Jester, it would be such a flop if we didn't get <laughs> to do one flop show in front of our fucking fans. What's the biggest flop show we've ever done? Uh, honestly, what's the, what's been a flop that we've done? A flop? (laughs) I know, I know. I think you and I- Oh, I know when we flopped. We flopped when, when we did a show at the pit as Sluck, we did a show at the Pit Underground. As Sluck, it was a headlining show. Sluck, it was because we literally were guesting on every show in town. There was a time when Bowen and I were most busy performing Sluck, which was our—if <laughs> you don't know what Sluck is—lip-sync garbage dance duo that were sluts, and uh, we were just putting mixes together of like doing slutty songs. We wore underwear and crop tops and put disgusting makeup on and like basically flopped on stage, and people loved how slutty we were. <laughs> So we got booked everywhere. And then we decided we would do a two-person show, just a headlining show, just a half hour of slug.
3: <laughs> and
0: one person came, Amanda Shachman. Amanda Shaqman. So we God did bless. a show for her. And I think literally she wasn't even trying to come. She was just upstairs for something. And we were like, can you watch us perform? Because it'll be literally just me and you because we didn't even have a tech we need to have Amanda back on because we owe, because that, that is ride or die something. It's not ride or die, but it's like, she is, she's, she's not a fair weather friend. I, maybe she wasn't even there to see us, but the fact that she still sat down as the only person in that audience to watch us, Says everything. Also, did we? I think we put together some new mixes for that. We had so, and sluck is not easy to do. Sluck is one sluck of the hardest hard. things any performer could do. Beyonce <laughs> was offered sluck and she she passed. She, she said passed. it's going to be too physically taxing. Beyonce passed. It was going to be Bowen and Beyonce, and thank God Beyonce and she passed. No. On sluck, thank God she. Well, passed. it was that our dream girls. She, she was beautiful, amazing. In dream oh, girls, that's right. This was know. this was around two thousand five. 2004. <laughs> no, it wasn't at all. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. We're, we're, it's a dumb bit. Never mind. I messed up. Um, I messed up the bit. That was a flop. I was gonna say. I thought you were asking <laughs> what was the what was a flop Las Culturistas show that we've done, and I. I okay, which one was? Well, uh, I don't fault. Are you it. gonna drag a city? No, that, that well, I was gonna like disclaim that like this is not us dragging the city. It's us dragging like the way that everything aligned, which was that we were performing mm-hmm. at an all ages venue and And it was dry and it was dry. And I think, I think maybe, well, (laughs) I think maybe it is like, it was just that we were off one night. Maybe I think, can I be honest? Like it is like every time you do a live show, it is a little bit like rolling the dice, but honestly you and I are both live performers. So I'm never worried about us. But the thing is with that audience in particular, I, I, I was doing the show and I literally said in my own head I was like oh we cannot do this without alcohol involved like <laughs> people have to be dr- I feel that way about like most shows I do I'm like let's get people a little drunk please right. a dry all ages show in Seattle I didn't I, in the in the winter it wasn't popping off sure oh yes and we so, flopped so, so we so I we didn't say this uh, up front but it, it was Seattle and this is not us that it's not a dig at the city and in fact so no. many. So many wonderful people came and remember we got, and then, oh, I forgot, I forgot who, but, um. There were those two cute boys that we, uh, the second we left them, we were like, we should have talked to them more. We should have went out for drinks with them. We should have, but they they gave us gifts. Those two boys gave us gifts. I know, and they also were hot. I wonder if they still listen. Well, um, it was a wonderful, I, it was a good experience. I'm glad we, and then you and I got to walk around the Space Needle and that was cute. Yeah, that space needle is cute. I wonder if those boys listen and they, they want a <laughs> picture of me nude. Do they want a picture of me nude? Would you like one? Do you want a picture of me nude? You have to write that. This is a song I'm writing right now. Do you want the a picture, picture of me, me nude? nude? <laughs> I think it's a hit. I took an edible right before the episode. Oh, I should have done that too. Damn it! And it's hitting, girl. Jester, I have some list. Can I tell you, Jester? I so I so we wouldn't flop today. I oh. wrote down some topics of things that have happened or are happening. You think we're flopping, and so you're consulting the list. No, no, no. No, I literally, I don't think we're flopping at all. I think this is going splendidly, but I really wanted to make sure I talked with you about one thing. Okay. Which wait, is why I bring it up. Flop. Flop. We pulled ourselves out of our flopdom, and you watched Jaws, and I watched oh the sound of music. God. And I want to give takes. I want to let the readers know how yes. we felt because this is iconic culture that we were receiving initially. So we we watched, we watched separately, mm-hmm. and this was a moment for us. Yes. So this was, this was, Bone was sort of live texting me through uh, the sound of music. No, you You were, you were live texting me through sound of music. I was live texting you through Draws. Well, yes, I'm, but sort of when you're live texting a person, that person is sort of live texting you as well. You know what I mean? It's sort of like if we're holding hands, we're both holding hands. You know what I mean? One person isn't holding hands with the other person. I don't have time to get into this. I, I have literally no time to get into this. But anyway, we were live texting. We shared a live text moment about both films. And um, I just want to say, how many stars would you give Jaws out of five stars? Well... I was just really impressed overall with how it still works as like a horror movie, Mm. and I I I think it probably set a bunch of horror rule. Like it set a bunch of like conventions in horror. Um, Mm -hmm. I give Jaws four out of four (sighs) and a half stars. Oh my god! And so tell us, like critic, tell Mm -hmm. us critic, what is the half star that it's missing? That it just it would have been good, but you're taking away this half a star. I I wanted to see. I wanted to see Jaws herself. I I wanted to see Jaws not just come try to eat the boat. I wanted to see Jaws maybe jump out the water into the sky. I wanted to see full Mm -hmm. body Jaws because, like, I get it. The technology at the time didn't allow it, but I needed to see Jaws just to get a full (laughs) understanding of, you know, what mm-hmm. am I? What am I? What am I looking at when I when when I when I hear the word Jaws? And honestly, the town should have been called Jaws. And actually, no, I have a bone to pick with the readers. They think that I really thought that the town was called Jaws. I was being you willfully obtuse. Fool. No flop. You were being, was... you 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 were flopping hard on Lost no gesture. And you, here you are today, gesture queen, trying to say no. You know what? All no. the readers know. They can just go back. They have the tape. This is Trump. Well, this, this is what you do. This is a dog whistle to so your to your supporters. Everyone's being a flop right now, <laughs> including hot head of content Hans, who's saying you're crazy. The movie only works because you don't see Jaws. No, I think that you are a little crazy, and I think that Bowen is like when like what happened when he said uh, the town is called Jaws, sort of just like being a little bit controversial on parpoise. Okay, so you so then you're so then you're admitting that I wasn't. I was, I was being obtuse. Okay, fine. I can admit that I thought the comment was obtuse. When he said the town was called Jaws, I thought to myself, okay, this bitch wants to play. This bitch wants to sort of get a little dirty right now. And I gave you that, and I've let it go on this long um, to the point where I can say I knew all along it was obtuse. I really did, which is how I know you're being bullshit now. Because let's bring it to what it's really about, which is you talking about how the shark should jump in the sky. You really think this, bitch? Well, bitch, you're the one who's inciting all of this vitriol. At <laughs> don't me. use that trigger word with me. You don't. Are you dare use a trigger the word with me? The dog whistles. Jester. You trigger. If you keep triggering me, you're getting I'm a, a, fire. You're a I'm girl. Monique. You don't have that power. Um, what did you think of *Sound of Music*? <gasps> How many star how many stars? How many stars would you give to-, to Sound of Music? Well, you sort of gave a summation of your review and then gave the stars, so I will allow myself the same opportunity for suspense. Thank you very much. Okay, so I felt that the s- Sound of Music really showcased a star in Julie Andrews. I think that she gave a performance for the ages. This performance will go down in history as a defining one of the musical theater genre. She is shining bright, resplendent, and when her heart breaks, so does yours. And she's able in merely short scenes to sort of foster a connection with so many of the children that you feel and are invested in and you can follow her emotionally and you feel her conflict, which is she wants to be a nun, right? Doesn't she want to be a nun? And then this otherworldly feeling comes in and that feeling is romantic love. And she feels it with Captain Von Trapp, who is a difficult person Mm -hmm. because he's lost in his life. He is lost. And he's got a lot of responsibility and he's got a lot of kids to take care of. Mm-hmm. And so he is a little bit by the book. And you know what? Yes, he is engaged to the Baroness. What did you think of the Baroness? I thought that she presented a case for his best character in a film history. <laughs> I thought she presented a case. People when do When the Baroness came in and you see her connection with M- Mr. Max or Ms. Max, as we say, yes. that was a fully realized relationship. And you know what? I feel that you know the Baroness is not a villain in this, okay? No, because no, she no. is just playing her lot in life. Yes, and she is in love, and she is heartbroken. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, the relationship of Captain Von Trapp and Maria is a force of nature. And it changes the course of their lives. And because of that love and teamwork, they are able to make a real family in the Von Traps. And they are the family Von Traps. And as a team and as a unit, mm-hmm. they are able to escape the Nazis. The greatest love triumphed over the greatest evil in the film The Sound of Music. And there are temptations along the way because Liesel. She is feeling... She is one of the most important supporting characters. Lisa. In all film. Has- In all film. She is feeling this pull too. But it is towards Rolf, who is a Nazi and it has to be said. Plain. plain. Rolf is a Nazi. So every time we're doing You are 16 going on 17... Understand this is the song of a Nazi. Mm-hmm. So... It's a Nazi saying, Baby, it's time Mm -hmm. to think. When a Nazi tells you, Baby, it's time to think, you better run the other way. You better get out and log off parlor. Oh, wait, it's offline because Amazon stopped hosting it. Okay. So, yes, I did say several times while watching this, this feels very prescient now. I did say that several times. I remarked that. that. But you know what? Ultimately, Not only is this dynamic story incredible, and yes, good does triumph, but the music was incredible. Speak up! Music was incredible. It'll We never stop crying at that song. No. I give the film five stars. Out of the sound of out of five. Oh. I give the film five stars. Sound of Music was an incredible musical. Feat of filmmaking. I'm so happy I watched it. The way my sister was the opposite of a jester, opposite of a flop, mm. a soaring mm. king in that review of The Sound of Music, and that you can't love yourself enough to give Jaws five stars. That's right. During a tender moment, I will, honey, attack. honey. You the, need. You have a personal problem. The scale. The, the 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 it's four. I was. I gave it four out of four and a half stars. So the full, I don't, I, I, I don't care to do the math right now, but it's almost five stars. It's more than I'm giving it. I'm giving it more than four and a half stars. No, not you more. said the flaw was that the shark didn't fly in the sky. That's what you said. Jaws had that on ability. This Joss had that he ability. He did not. I assure you, she get it right because that was a girl boss. No, if I've ever seen, I, I
3: bruce was a girl Girl boss boss if i've ever seen seen one and that's
0: a rule of culture number 92 jaws Jaws was was a a girl girl boss boss if i've ever seen ever seen one can you talk about the way that the sound of music is a breezy three hours i didn't think about the length Bitch, I'm out here. You're in, you're keyed in. I'm constantly thinking about the length of movies. Oh, me too. When I, I mean, what did I watch recently? Oh, Soul. Girl, why? It, it, it wasn't even honestly that long, but halfway through, I was like, why am I only here? I, it was just, so, movies are so long. This movies movie was such long. a classic. I just, I was in it. And also I was prepared and happy for the event of the film. Yes. Yes. Oh, cause it was an event for you. You, you, you found it on your little TV app and said, we're doing this. I saw it there. I saw it standing there, and I said, this is the moment. And I'm so happy that you followed up that moment with the undertaking that is watching Jaws, also a long film. Well, Jaws... I would say if there's a a half star to be knocked off, it is the very true fact that it feels lengthy. Well, it was lengthy, and yet it moved at an incredible clip. And you had told me about the Quinn monologue, the Quint monologue, Robert Shaw. Oh, wasn't that amazing? The acting. That Thank was truly you. amazing acting. Truly amazing acting. Richard Dreyfuss giving you hot scientist. You were attracted. Uh, yes, very deeply. I love someone wow. with knowledge, and then, <laughs> so I guess that goes for Quint too. Quint had some knowledge. The person who didn't really have knowledge was the Roy Scheider character. I was like, you know, but he you know, was the hot one. I felt he was hot, but he didn't know anything. He he That's knew how to, he knew how to like work the boat, kind of. But other than that, right? He was he was more just having a good spirit. I was just kind of shocked at how filmic jaws was. I'm like they don't make movies, yes. they don't make big big budget movies like this anymore where there are No, like, that was the 70s. That was the 70s and you ha- you had like, you know, Roy Scheider Roy doing like the the making the faces with the sun. I'm like, "Oh, you don't like that would Love never it. happen in a big budget movie nowadays." Yeah, it's almost like how the original Star Wars kind of seem yes. m- way more authentic than the ones that came out right like the episode 1 2 and 3 the ones mm-hmm. with natalie um because the special effects took it so to cartoon world that there was that disparity between the live action and the cgi just kind of yes yes l- people lost it lost something something got lost um and then watching the old ones you're kind of just like oh yeah like this is a real i'm i'm more um, invested in the stakes for them because it feels like that thing is a part of their world. You know what I mean? Like tractor, you know what I mean? Like might crush them, the trash compactor or whatever. Say but now that. it's like so much. Oof. Or around that time it was anyway. Although I did text you that over Christmas, I did watch episode nine for the first time and I thoroughly enjoyed it. The newer ones I actually think are better because everything about them is so heightened. That's why whenever anyone even compares like the Daisy Ridley ones to the Mark Hamill ones, you I'm can't. like, they're completely they're different. different. Like the, it's never going to live up to the nostalgia and love you're going to have for something that was made during that time with a child when movies were made differently. And when you had child's eyes, like yeah. Accept these movies for what they are, which are for children, like fantasy whatevers. They're Mm -hmm, never going to be like smarter than anything else. They just have to entertain and make choices. And it seems like people get mad at the new ones because they make choices instead of repeating. And they do make choices. And I truly loved like the, the like wildness in like, Adam Driver spoiler alert making out with Daisy Ridley at the end before he oh left. like breathtaking I'm, just like, I'm like this is so funny and crazy and like and what other and, and what other movie would this happen in if not Star Wars right now and literally it out, was drag it was yes sure it was it was like that's it what was, I kept saying it was camp and that's why I liked it because Carrie Russell and that outfit to me was camp it yeah. is camp you never see Carrie Russell's face and um <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the movie is crazy. It's totally cr- crazy. And, and, and Babu and, and Frick? Babu Frick, get out. Icon. Icon. One of the most stunning, sexually stunning men in the world. Yes. but um, Babu Frick. Babu Frick. But this is, this is, this is everyone's issue with um, episode eight, which is not like, I don't think it's the greatest Star Wars movie. It, it deserves some sort of flowers for the way that it made choices with fucking... Laura Dern saying pew pew and then like kamikazeing into a Star Destroyer. Like, come yeah, on. And you know what? You have you have to think of it as a choice because I mean, it she she did say pew pew. She said pew pew and they <laughs> kept it. And they kept it. And they kept it. And, and it's like Ryan the Ryan Johnson cup. kept it. Yes. Yeah, I believe it was there on purpose. Okay? That I'll always say that. Pew pew was games? there on purpose, and so is that Starbucks cup. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm, they wanted the mm-hmm. conversation, I think that they're entertainment industry people first and foremost, and did they succeed absolutely second. and yes. they had us talking, girl, um, but yes, I genuinely loved pretty much everything about the last one, and I liked the last Jedi because what I loved about the last yes, the last jedi was when the reveal was she's when she realized that she was no one, she was not actually connected to the mythology, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I love that because it made a choice about her, like that they weren't going to give us this fan service. But then it was funny because like when, when that, when the next movie came out, I was gagging for the fan service. I'm like, Uh, yes, she's the granddaughter of Palpatine. Actually. It's like, to think that that man had children anyway. It's uh, At that point, I was just like, yes, queen. And when when they were looking at each other, at, and I was like, they better kiss. That ha- is how this pays off. And it then they did. To. And then he died? Incredible. Get, we, we respect the we drama respect. of that. It was soap opera level. And that's because that's what they are. That's what they are. And I have to commend the fight sequences. I mean, when they, when they trade off the lightsaber... Or just, just any time they had, they, they like would like go into different set. Like I was just like, this must have been a nightmare to shoot, and mm-hmm. they pulled it off. So I was just like genuinely impressed. I was also stoned, and I was watching this, and I was like, yeah. "Wow, I'm having a great time." Ooh. You know that? What, you know how my experience of seeing it. Me and Matt Whitaker went to a 40x theater. <laughs> And it I'm telling you, the seats move. It is a theme park ride. You yes. know I was gagging. You were gagging. And I, Bowen, I I kid you not. We sit down. Matt is like a little bit sensitive. Like motion sickness is not uh-huh. uh, not difficult for him to get, I guess. So he was like, I don't know. And I was like, please, let's try. <laughs> so the very first thing that happens, and it's insane to think about this now in the age of corona. Is they blast you with water from the seat in front of you. Like just water blasts in your face from this strange chair. And just to show off what they can do in the beginning and like the surround sound is going and the chair is moving and you're like, oh my God. And then the movie starts and it's literally like someone walks into frame and the chair goes (gasps) like you turn to face them. It's like you're really moving like a simulator. We've talked about this because I had the same experience with Julio Torres when we saw Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. But did you, <laughs> did you and I also do this? I think we did this in Vancouver when we watched Alita Battle Angel. Oh my God. I, well, yes. we only made it through half of that we movie. La- we, 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 we're sorry to say we walked out of that movie. Um, But it wasn't because the movie was bad. We found out I got the job at the other two and then we went to go have drinks. Yes. Um, We were just like, fuck this movie. Let's go have drinks. But I think, weren't weren't those seats, weren't those also like 40X equivalent seats for like... They were rumbling, but they weren't. I'm telling you, I would remember if it was what this was because it was like literally like... As it, it, by the time there was battles happening at the end, it was over. It was like wah, 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 and I will say Matt Whitaker, sweet angel stayed in the chair the whole time. Angel. Ugh. The best. Um, but it was definitely a way to experience that movie. Cause like it, it's just so funny because even emotional beats get like the, the jerkiness that like, <laughs> huge battles get. But anyways, well, yeah, anyways, so we, I'm so happy that we enriched ourselves with that culture in this way. You seeing more Star Wars? Girl, I might have to get on this Mandalorian. I am opening. I am truly. I'm, I'm the king. I'm saying we, uh, Hans asked, did you both see Tenet? We did not see Tenet. No, girl. Um, I don't think. Why, I, why I you be, that? I need to be in the right mood. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll take an edible and watch *Tenet* some sometime soon. I watched *Jumanji* last night and got my fucking life. The original *Jumanji*. Original. The OG. And let's just say this: Kirsten Dunst gives a performance. We've talked about this in the, in the grocery store with the taser. With, with the scanner, she is. Oh, price check. But her iconic moments are like in the beginning of the movie, like their parents have died. They just died. They died in a car crash. But her character's thing is every new person she meets, she has a monologue about the insane way they died. Like she makes them up. She crushes every single one of them. Mm. Also, the way that she like experiences fear and suspense is she is an innate talent. She was such a good child actress. She's got a point. She's an icon, she's a legend, and she's she a legend. is the moment. And she is the moment. Now, come on now. Come on now. Another exclusive way Bowen and I have been communicating recently is in that Wendy Williams quote. And then, and then it opened up the gates to another video that we shared with each other where it was a compilation video of Wendy Williams' quote, most controversial moment. <laughs> and it's her truly saying wild things the That's, worst we'll leave it at that. things in the world <laughs> yeah just why don't you go watch it you guys go watch it but we don't need to repeat her words there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of bubbly yes baby girl and the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go bubbly burst has antioxidant and immune support
3: too keeping us feeling great all day long hey
0: try new bubbly burst
3: snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over six million active hourly workers
1: on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors.
2: You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hey, I'm Matt Rogers from Las Culturistas. And I'm Bowen Yang. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently, so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks this is one other thing that the readers have been sort of strident about which is we do have to give thoughts on evermore we have literally not talked about it since it's been out and I think that we're actually working at a little bit of a deficit here because I'm going to ask you this question and I'm going to respect you enough to think you're going to give an honest answer have you listened to it really I've only given it three full listens (gasps) wow can I tell you I've only gotten through it like four or five times. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm still living in folklore land. But what I ended up doing was I made like a, I listened to it a few times and I was like, these are the songs that are grabbing me. And I put those in with my favorite songs from folklore. And I made a little playlist called Folkmore. And I like my version of it. So I like some of the songs a lot. Like I really like Willow. Love Willow. I've been listening to Willow a lot dancing witch remix elvira nobody no crime i know i like it you don't i don't i don't think it works i don't think i see they were going for like a goodbye or all with haim and it just it didn't it didn't click i just i think anytime you listen to a taylor swift album it isn't it's it's emotional listening and what i mean by that it's like in terms of like, you yeah. know, the, the way that emotional is used, the word emotional is used in terms of like, oh, it's emotional marketing, it's emotional tech, it's emotional this. It's like, you know, you the, like the, the idea that you feel something as you listen to a record is, is like part of Taylor's whole ethos. And the yes. fact that folklore coming out was huge, I think. We're both literally in the cardigans. We love we're, it. We're wearing the cardigans. I feel like evermore being announced and dropped within like uh, within 24 hours when she announced it, I was just kind of like, maybe it was the holidays and it was just busy. And I'm, I just, I, I didn't have the room in my emotional real estate to be like, I'm going to listen to the Taylor Swift album. And, mm-hmm. but maybe like, honestly, it was, it was a couple people being like, I hope it's not folklore B sides. And then it kind of just saying that yeah. alone, like, colored my expectations going in and being like this is just going to be folklore b-sides which i don't think it is ultimately it is not folklore b-sides it's it it has its own identity yeah i just i just nothing will shock me in the same way that folklore did um right it was such a turn into something different and i do think as a body of work folklore is stronger now having listened to it more um but there's some really good songs here. Like oh, there's I love Champagne Problems. I love Champagne Problems. And I had to listen to it a few times to really f- understand what it was. Mm-hmm. But now that I do, I just like, ah, I love that song so much. Yeah. Just, whew. The, she's, sh- this is what I love about her. She's able to tell a specific story. Like, I just think, that's something I've loved about these two albums, is her sort of return to real storytelling. And mm-hmm. even with no body, no crime, the reason I like it is because it's actually really specific and she is it feels inventive but also familiar, um, which is another thing that she's really good at. I love Gold Rush. I Gold had to Rush listen to amazing. it a few times to understand the trend to like understand and like the transition from the verse into the chorus because it is stark. But mm-hmm. once I got into it, it's that song is a vibe. And my other favorite is tolerate it because again, she got really specific with the lyrics. Yeah. And that's, that's her track, track five. And that's a track five, baby. Ivy Marjorie cowboy like me. Um, I like Dorothea. I, I mean, it's a great album. It's a great, I just, I just, it's tough for me to like, think about it in a vacuum or just separately. Yeah, from Cause it's so on the heels. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I will say, I'm still like, bumping the songs from folklore in ways that I didn't used to like now every song that it's familiar for me like I'm it's like I'm raging every time like when the last Great American Dynasty plays around me there's nothing else happening in the world I fucking love that song and she ultimately did add to her insane catalog with these oh yeah albums they're so good I mean oh you need to watch this friendly boy series by the way Oh my God. I've been meaning to. And like, uh, I did watch some of it, but, um, it looks incredible. It's great. Um, I'm sure a lot of readers have watched it. And especially like it's, it's coming perfectly like 10 years after, um, public speaking, which was like the, the Scorsese doc from HBO. Mm -hmm. I, I was telling you, like, it's like taking me back to college days when like, I thought I was the coolest fucking person in the world for mm-hmm. like reading like Metropolitan Life and being like, <laughs> I love Fran Lebowitz. She's an epigrammist, whatever. But she she has this thing that has blown my. She says this thing in in, in the new series on Netflix that's blown my mind, which is that she's like, society loves like no one is more loved in society than musicians. And then Scorsese's yeah. like, yeah, sure. Like, and then she's like, and the reason why is because like music is something that like you listen to the music that you like, you listen to and you're immediately happier. Um, At least like, at at least for like specific, uh, if you're going for that experience, like that's what, if you're, if you're looking to get that out of the music you want to listen to, that's what you get. She's like, I grew up with Motown. Anytime a Motown song comes on, I'm immediately happier. Do I think it's the best music ever written compared to like Mozart? No. But in terms Mm -hmm. of like the chemical change that happens in my brain, when I listen to a Motown song, music is like drugs that aren't bad for you. She's like, it's the only thing in the world that is, that makes you immediately happier and is not bad for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, she's right. And that's why, that's why Stan culture is a thing. We could, we talk about like, it's crazy that like stands are like this passionate about their, like their idols, but it's like, no, like this is why it's because like you put on a song and it like changes your mood. I know, I know we're saying something very, I'm saying something very basic, but it's like, that is the whole, like, it's kind of changed my approach and, and how I listen to music now. Cause now I'm just like, I'm in yeah. a, I want to like feel good. Let me put on, Levitating by Dua Lipa. You know, it's like that's yep. like the thing. Anyway, you got to watch it. Uh, no, no, I'm I also think it's funny that if stand culture feels new because literally there has always been oh, yeah. stand culture. You know what I mean? Yes. Going back to the Beatles. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? When there was a mania about people, as as long as people were able to know about music, there was an opportunity to be fanatical about yes. it and go to extremes and act. Uh, abnormal <laughs> because you love the music so much like and that's the way like girls passing out because they see the Beatles because they got so mm-hmm. hyperventilating to that state um, that's like the equivalent of someone like popping off on Twitter nowadays like that's yes. how that energy is being um, expelled so it's exactly. just interesting mm-hmm. that like we have found a way as a society to like target <laughs> that energy at each other it's so yes. crazy that like even fandom is weaponized In culture. Yes. Yes. I mean, she has, you have to, you'll, I mean, this is the second episode where she just talks about culture. And it's like, it's so funny. Like, someone in the audience, like, it it cuts to a lot of like talkbacks that she's done or speaking engagements that she's done. And someone's Mm -hmm. like, Fran, how do you develop a sense of humor? And she was like, the same way one develops height. Like, she's just so, like, (laughs) she's just like, I don't know. She just, the delivery is always impeccable. That's, that's the thing that people, she is a singular person. Yeah. Well, it's like Josh Sharp and I were talking about. It. It's like she's like a she's a comedian and like she like yeah she delivers performer for sure. Yeah. She, she zings it in and it's like oh yeah like she she knows how to like make something pop and hit the ear right. Yeah, her character yeah. is amazing and also she is really. I mean, I love. There's a story she said recently about, or not a story, just something she was saying recently about how um you know with the AIDS crisis and so she says like you know it wasn't the people that were like the, I hate that. It doesn't doesn't feel right coming out of my mouth, but she was like, uncool people did not die of AIDS is basically what she was saying. And that because that's the case, all the good art, all the interesting stuff was gone. And it was filled in the culture with people that were second rate, which is why she says culture is second rate. Now she says that if her friends that she knew back in the eighties were alive today, that she'd be like, Guess who's a star now? Right, and they would laugh right. for hours at who's a star yeah. and and who's popular because like the best of the best were lost to that no. AIDS epidemic. It is like I think she has gotten flack in the past for for that specific like take, but I th- because it's an insane take, but also it is it's, there, there's, interesting a, there, there's a kernel of something there. My favorite Fran thing ever right. is where, when she goes, um, she's like the worst thing that happened in new york city she's like you know like the city was bankrupt in the 70s uh and in the in the 80s and like three people got together in a room and said let's let's fix that by having people come by like building these tourist attractions and she's like that's the worst yeah. thing that's that's ever happened to the city because she goes there's she goes there's no way that you have a bunch of Hillbillies, these are are her words. She goes, There are no way that there's no way that a bunch of hillbillies descending on a city does not impact the city itself. There's no way. And so, right. And so she'll be like, You know, I'm walking down the street, I'll be walking down the street, and I'll hear tourists say things like, Oh, yeah, that restaurant where the waiter's saying that I, I hated that. And she's like, you hated that? Then tell us. If you hated that, then tell us because we built that for you. So if you yeah. hate that, then we can take that down and replace it with something that we need. Like, she's like, you know what Times Square needs? A butcher shop. She's like, Times <laughs> Square doesn't need, like, a museum. Like, Ripley's, believe it or not. It needs, like, like a place it's to, so like, true. send the mail. She's like, it's it's adversely affected New York City in the way that, like, it has become. That, because New York didn't used to be a tourist attraction in the past, you know, wait, what What is that face? What, what are you doing? Yeah, I know. I'm literally just, the, I'm, I'm writhing thinking about when I used to work at the ride uh-huh. and we would go through Times Square and the script was like, this was all changed by Rudy Giuliani. Like, like it just gave him so much <laughs> no! credit over having that like Times Squareifying of New York. And I'm just thinking about Rudy Giuliani, and I'm seething. Oh I'm like sitting God. here thinking, "Wow, this is the worst person." I think if I could target one worst person in my lifetime, it might be him. Just like, just Rudy, in terms of yeah. public figures that I've despised for the longest, <laughs> he yes. is up there because. Uh, I don't love you. You have to direct your ire at people who have decision-making power. That th- yeah. that is the thing. It's like I don't really give a shit at this point whether or not. Um, I I, I, don't, I don't get angry at some like some r- lay person who like says or does something stupid unless they exactly. are like in, in unless charged. they're really harmful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um. What else is on your list? Flop? Are we flopping? Oh, flop. no, we're actually we're actually slaying. I mean, we should probably just say, um, "Drag Race is back, and it is good." I am grateful that it's back. I I have been on a journey with Drag Race from like, I, and I think I speak for a lot of people who are like. It's The glut of it is too much. We've watched too much Drag Race. Canada, Holland, uh-huh. season 12, All-Stars 5. Like, it's too much. Make it go away for as long as possible. And then truly only like four months passed and all of a sudden season 13's back on and I'm like, oh my God, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> but literally, I will say this. I think this for me, I'll just be honest. When season 11 happened and I didn't think it was a good season, I kind of said to myself, like, okay, like a bad season of it is possible because it has been on for a long time. And that's just something that happens to shows that have been on for a long time. Like they lose an edge. But I will say this. I feel like the show has come back and it's really found a way to like give it an edge. I love the premiere and shout out to Dave Mazzoni who was involved in the creative for this season. Shout out. Um, And I love the way that like there were six full lip syncs because that's really what you want to see is you want to see them perform. I know this wasn't popular with the fandom, but for me, I was living that we were getting so many performances and it felt like isolated, we got to know everyone that's going to be on the show, Mm -hmm. which is what I loved. And you see see them do in some essential way in that like, I mean, this is not for me to say as someone who doesn't perform drag, but it's like some essence of drag I take it back. I was going to say some essence of drag is like, it's just lip syncing. Like that is like, Mm
3: -hmm. it's
0: part of the, it's like, it's like, it's baked into like the, in, you know, the drag queen direction of it. It's, it's baked into the female impersonation aspect of drag where it's like you lip sync. And so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the premiere a lot. I love these queens. I think there's some really good ones. Um, Even the quote unquote filler queens. I'm like, Oh, I like them. Like, I love that. They, I mean, uh, I love that they kept Elliot. I'm like, Oh great. And like, I really grew to Elliot really grew on me actually yeah. like at, when they did the winners episode, the second episode Elliot during that episode really grew on me. Do I think Elliot has fucking nailed it every single time? No, I think some of the looks are, I don't get are, they're just maybe a little bit like broad. Um, but Rue seems to really like Elliot's style. I didn't mind her entrance look where it was just like late eighties or it was just like a save. It was like saved by the bell. It was, that was cute. Yeah, it was like Saved by the Bell. Like she could go into aerobics at any minute uh, type of aesthetic. Um, and for me, I was just like, that's your entrance look. Like I, I like a high impact entrance mm-hmm. look because for me, it's like, you're a drag queen. You're on drag race. Do it. You know what I mm-hmm, mean? Like mm-hmm, go for mm-hmm, it. Show, mm-hmm. show off. Like it's your moment. And she comes in wearing that. It's like, okay. But I thought, that who had a really good high impact look was candy muse i just loved that it was very new york it was very candy muse very right. i because she is formerly house of azure she was like a big new york deal our uh, brooklyn deal as well and um she was just like was so herself and i loved the boom box and i just loved the way she got to press it on and off with the song i, I don't know i loved it i i really like her personality i think it's time i think it might be time and that time when we sort of say it's time refers to I don't think so, honey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which does. is I guess what would, you, what would you say? Like a it's, segment? Kind of a, it's a segment where um, we each take one minute to rail against something in culture. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, right? you'll see. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'll yeah. See. I would say. Yeah, okay. You'll see. It's it's very self-explanatory once it happens. Do, do you have okay. something? I do. I do have something. This is Matt Rogers. I Don't Think So, Honey, and his time starts now. I Don't Think So, Honey, felt cute, will delete later or might delete later. Hmm. Bitch, I hate this. If it's cute, coming for why me. would you delete it? We follow you, we would assume to see cute slash funny slash attractive slash appealing things. Why would you delete it if it's cute? If you're embarrassed to be indulgent on the platform, I got oh. news for you, bitch. You have the wrong platform. I don't <gasps> think so, honey. 30 These seconds. people that are making me follow a dramatic narrative in my life that I did not ask for. I did not turn <laughs> you on, darling, to follow the narrative of the will-they-won't-they between you and the status deletion. I don't need another bullshit-nothing narrative to follow. I watched too many seasons and series of Housewives for that. Felt-cute might delete later? No, bitch. Be brave. Be bold. Keep up the thing you posted for attention the first time. I don't think so, honey. This... And that's one minute. I... You do this... I do this and I can't disagree with you. Does it annoy you? I feel like it's just a tug of war. It's it's no, you know what? Yes, it does. (laughs) I was going to back off, but it annoys. Just think of another caption. It's so filler. It's filler queen status. It's flop. It's flop. I mean, for me, it's just that I, I feel self-conscious, and I'm like, Ooh, ugh, "No, I'll take this off, girl." No, proudly put up everything you want to put up. I'm te- I'm telling you, if you if You're you posted right. it, if you hit post on it, you wanted people to see it. So stand by your decision. You're right. I'm a stand flaw. by your decision. I'm a jester. no. I'm a jester. Look, I'm not going to lie to you. In your life, you've done jester things. You've done <laughs> flop things. Remember that Maison Kitsune sweatshirt that you bought when we could not afford that? I thought that was a flop. I did not like that sweatshirt. Can I tell I you? I couldn't believe. I was, what? I was kind of purging some stuff from my closet. And that that flop sweatshirt's been hanging in my closet on a felt hanger for years. I have not worn it once. It does not fit on me anymore because it's just shrunk. I've, I've not washed it properly. Tossed it. Oh my god, wow, it's not even in the Hall of Fame. I would I I honestly I almost wish you had kept it. I want it. No, 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 no. It's not. I mean, I'm sure like the some someplace will sell it um somewhere. But I like want to hang depot. that up in a glass case in my house one day. And I'm not sure. For the the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I'd want I just I just no I'd, for the Hall of Fame, but forget that. Forget, forget these sort of um, you know, fake trimes. bits. I want that piece for my house. <laughs> forget bits. Okay. Forget jokes, games, anything we could say insincere. No, I want that piece from my house. You'll get it. You'll 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 be able to find it somewhere. It's a pretty, pretty widely produced garment. I think that no, is still it's not the one that you bought. You don't that understand. Doesn't matter. You don't understand sentimentality. You don't. You're very cold. That's why you came on here, sort of shaking your eyes at me, despite <laughs> me, despite me working so hard. See. No, you can't. You can't. That start the ads crying. were done. I worked really hard on the ads. Okay. Good job. Good job. On the ritual ad. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> do you have something this week? I do. It's a little controversial, maybe. Oh my God. You are a lightning rod, bitch. <laughs> Name yes. another legend. Name I am another so legend. fucking proud to be your best friend. It's thank so. Thank you. Anyway. Thank you, bestie. Uh, thank you, bestie. Non flop. Oh my god. The title of app is Jester Flop Bestie. Jester Flop Flop, Bestie. Bestie. Title of Absolute App. App. (laughs) Jester Flop Bestie. (laughs) Oh no. That's (laughs) gotta be merch. I have ideas for merch. Here's here's merch we need to do. Capitalist. Jester Flop Bestie. Yes. Avid Reader. Yes. (laughs) Oh, he's flipping pages. Okay, hey, girl. The way I've been bookkeeping lately, I wrote a list of my resolutions, queen. Okay, bullet right. journal down. Okay, Here we non-flop writer. Jester flop Betsy. <laughs> this is Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So, Honey. <laughs> His time starts now. I Don't Think So, Honey. Meryl Streep saying she doesn't like any action movie bitch shut up up? bitch have you seen Spy directed by Paul Feig starring Melissa McCarthy Jason Statham and Rose Byrne that is I mean they're it's so dumb to me that anyone, especially Meryl Streep, of all people, to make a blanket statement about a genre of culture of art and say, there's nothing I like about it. There's something. You sound like a MySpace team, like a 2003 saying, mm, everything except rap and country. There's one action movie that you like at Drag least, Meryl, Meryl Streep mary ellen whatever her real name is stage mary name louise mary louise right flop oh they couldn't think of a character <laughs> a name for your character on big little lie season two so they named you mary louise you're a flop <laughs> meryl i'm so ashamed spy. that you wouldn't like Psych any things. action movie especially the best <laughs> action movie of all time which is spy starring melissa mccarthy and that's one minute. See, I don't know if I can stand by calling it the best action movie of all time, but well, I certainly I thought it was a fun action comedy. Well, Bowen and Yang can, and that's really what matters at the end of the day, right? You and I both called Meryl Streep bitch on this episode, and we have to live with no, that. But the thing is, that's, the thing is, my my opinion on Meryl is she is the deity, and I believe of she deserves course. a nomination for the prom. And when so, when we say bitch, <laughs> she knows, and or she should know, or can know from my mouth that it is in adoration constantly. I just you know it's hard to see it's hard to see your heroes let you down, and I think Meryl let me down when she said she was on Colbert, and Colbert you know asked her what's your favorite sandwich, what's your favorite this. And then he got to what's your favorite action movie? She made a face and was like, There aren't any. And I'm like, Meryl, that you know that's not true. Yeah. It was um it was like you saying the town was called Jaws. You know what I mean? Uh, no, she was sort of no. no, that's exactly what it was. It's literally exactly what you're it was. being a gesture and a flop and not a bestie, honey. You're not being a bestie to me. The oh, the the fact of the matter is, and let me absolutely tell you this to your face, is if I didn't tell you that, I wouldn't be being your bestie. Okay. Hmm. It's important to have someone in this life, the one I'm pointing to right now, to be held accountable. The way my my sister, my bestie, holds me accountable, and I receive it. I love you. I love my sister. I love you dearly. I think we look stunning in these cardigans. I'm actually looking at it, and it is a look. Yes, you do. I just love the elbows. I love the stars on the elbow patches. See, that's the The one thing I would lose. The one thing I would lose is the stars on the elbows. No, this is what makes it special, sweetie. No, honey, I think that what makes it special, darling, dear, are these gorgeous lines on the... the, What did you call this? The cables that... Well, yeah. oh, oh, on oh, the collar. No, I well, just love. I just love this. Like, take it up with Taylor if you don't like the stars. Because guess what? She designed this herself, bestie. I respect her. I respect her artistic choice. I just that's what I would lose. I'm not going to cut them off, darling dear. You sometimes flop the way you think about me. <laughs> way, so you sometimes, you flop sometimes flop. the way. Flop. Cu- semicolon. The way you think, so you think about, about me. me. Oh my god. Um. I think this was a great start to the year. I think we, we've we set some intentions, set some goals. I we wanted to ask s- you one thing about your resolutions. Have you yes. done them? Quickly. Yes. You, you know, I, I've told you in private what my, my resolutions are, right? Mm-hmm. I've done them. I've stuck, to, I've stuck to them. And they remain private. They remain private. Yes.
2: What and about you? I can you? tell you
0: privately, privately I can tell you, I've been slaying my resolutions. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of my sister. And this is between us this is between us and the readers there's nothing there's nothing scandalous we should just say that there's nothing illicit about the resolutions we're just like we don't want to like some things in life have to be sacred okay this is a sacred moment sacred moment and this is a sacred moment of the podcast and because we are ending on a sacred moment we're going to end on a sacred song
3: there can be miracles
0: when you believe but you believe no hope The hope is, is real It's hard to to kill. Kill. Who, knows, Who what knows what miracle uh, Imagine if we had like Just done the harmony Like spontaneously That's why we're not Whitney and Mariah I guess we just <laughs> Blopped. Bye Bye <laughs> You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts.
2: It's like
0: the police knew who he was before they got here.
2: From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life.
0: He's breathing right
1: now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually.
2: A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line.
0: Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone
3: knew.
2: I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. The podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between